Happy new moon and solar eclipse in Aries. This eclipse reaches its apex at 12.16 a.m. New York time, which is 4.16 Greenwich Mean Time on Thursday, April 20th, which is just three minutes after the new moon becomes exact. The first eclipse season of 2023 begins with a super amplified north node solar eclipse in Aries. This is the second consecutive new moon in Aries, and when this happens, the second lunation doubles down, so to speak, on the first and amplifies the energy of the first even further. It harnesses the energy of the first and expands it. This Aries eclipse occurs in the last 10 minutes of the sign of Aries, and there's 60 minutes in a degree, so it's right at the end of Aries, making it super amplified. As the closer planet gets to exiting a sign, the stronger its influence becomes. Eclipses on their own are already super amplified, so this is about the strongest Aries lunation that you can get. Even though just hours following the eclipse, we enter Taurus season, bringing the second third of spring, the intense Aries energy from this eclipse will carry well into Taurus season. In fact, the intense Aries imprint of this particular eclipse is really one of the most important astrological events of 2023, and in conjunction with Jupiter's Aries transits, really colors all of 2023 with a lot of Mars and Aries energy. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, the initiating sign, and the ruler of the first house, the house of self. This house is associated with the rising sign. Your rising sign is the cusp of your first house and is in charge of our personality, how we appear and present ourselves to the world, and how the world perceives us. The ruler of Aries is Mars, the most masculine and aggressive planet. Aries' glyph is a ram. A ram is aggressive, masculine, and relentless. Aries carries a phallic energy, energetic quality to it. It is a spark that starts a fire that carries the manifestation around the zodiac wheel until it dematerializes, so to speak, in Pisces and becomes ether or spirit. And then the whole process restarts again at zero degrees of Aries. Aries takes the potential energy of the ethereal Pisces and materializes it. During eclipse season, we receive energetic downloads, we could call these codes, that serve to unravel what we no longer need to carry with us, while also redirecting us in the direction of our highest destiny in this life. Eclipse season is an unsettled time when everything is undergoing recalibration. It is an uncertain time and is certainly a time to expect the unexpected. Once eclipse season ends, which we can say is, you know, anywhere between 10 and 14 days following the last eclipse of the season, different people say different things, the energy begins to settle. This is a north node eclipse as the north node in Taurus is close enough to the sun and moon in order to create an eclipse. This is what happens. An eclipse happens when the moon is close enough to the lunar node. This is, in fact, a rare hybrid eclipse where it begins as an annular or ring of fire eclipse, meaning it looks like there's kind of just this you know black circle and then this ring of fire around it. But then it turns into a solar eclipse, but then back to an annular or ring of fire eclipse. So this is very rare. It only occurs a few times every century, actually. As the North Node forms an opportunistic sextile with both Saturn and Neptune and dreamy Pisces, on this new moon solar eclipse chart, codes are likely to be downloaded to individuals and groups during this eclipse that will include ideas and inspirations for the necessary shifts on this planet toward a more sustainable environment and more just financial and economic systems. This Aries eclipse begins a 
new eclipse cycle in the Aries Libra nodal polarity, which will last through January of 2025. This polarity is about the interplay between personal independence and integrating with partnerships and community. Some will be called to blossom further into independence, while others will be called to integrate better with others. And ultimately, it's about you know finding a balance between the two. On a planetary scale, this may very well manifest as geopolitical conflict on the planet, perhaps a quasi-World War III, which has probably already begun with the war that's been going on for well over a year, as the world powers position for domination for the decades to come. We are all praying for the best. We are all praying for peace, of course. But the macro astrology is very unsettled right now. And in the near future, with Jupiter in Aries, the Aries eclipses, and Pluto changing sign thrice as it already entered Aquarius, but in May it will backtrack into Capricorn, and then later in the year it will move back into Aquarius. Jupiter conjuncts the sun and moon on this eclipse, bringing another influx of good luck energy into the template, just as was the case on the most recent full moon in Libra two weeks ago. That also conjuncted Jupiter. If you are aggressive in your pursuits of your goals now and over the next six months, you will have good fortune to manifest your goals and desires. If you feel like you've gotten off path, as many have been feeling lately, this intense Aries eclipse may very well serve to nudge you, or shove you if necessary, back onto your path. When our soul sees ourselves getting off path, it will give us an influx of energy during the eclipses that move us back toward our highest possible path in this physical incarnation. Since this particular eclipse carries the vigor of the amplified Aries energies, it would be wise to intentionally harness these energies and take empowered action toward the types of goals that you feel are aligned with your highest possible path. In order to get in touch with what empowered action should look like for you, you might want to take a moment and contemplate or better yet journal on the following questions. And as those of you that are longtime listeners, you know, I always include journaling questions each podcast. And if you're new, welcome. I love giving journal prompts to help you in your spiritual development. Feel free to just listen and contemplate or feel free to pause the podcast in between each question and actually journal on it. And remember, you can always get the article version of this. If you want to have the whole article, including the journaling questions in writing, just go to the pinned comment below. If you're listening on the Higher Self channel, you'll see all my links there, including the link to this article. If you're listening elsewhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, just go to my website. It's youareadivinehuman.org. That's all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. And just go over to the Astrology Articles section. In what ways do I feel deep down that I've gotten off path? What do I know that I need to let go of? What do I know that I need to go after? What past addition, so to speak, of myself am I still holding on to that I know I don't resonate with, that I know don't resonate with the person I'm meant to become? What past additions of myself am I still holding on to that I know don't resonate with the person I'm meant to become. Which people, places, things, activities, and ways of speaking and acting do I know I should probably let go of? Which people, places, things, activities, 
and ways of speaking and acting do I know I should probably let go of? What scares me about becoming the person I know I am meant to become? And what are the roots of this fear? In which areas of my life and in which ways do I know I need to find more courage? How can I find this courage? The most recent North Node Aries eclipse occurred in April of 2004. Think back to what was going on in your life at that time. Which obstacles and life lessons were you navigating? We will likely find ourselves navigating similar themes at this time. With the overabundance of Aries energy on this eclipse, we may naturally be feeling anxious, jittery, and unsettled. It's advisable to turn your attention toward cultivating the physical body at this time, and more on that later in this podcast. Increase your exercise regimen, eat clean, and make sure you're getting adequate sleep. Some will be feeling exhausted, while others will be feeling super energized. And let us know in the comments section below which category do you fall into. Have you been super tired or feeling super energized? Or maybe a bit of both. People will also be feeling very lustful at this time with all the Aries energy. The Sun and Moon square and exalted Pluto, which is in the first degree of Aquarius, on this eclipse. This brings a volatile and potentially violent energy to this eclipse. Be careful over the next 28 days and especially the next two weeks. Stay away from angry people. Exit arguments as soon as they begin, if you can. And watch your own emotional reactions. People will be having irrationally volatile emotional reactions at this time. Violent events and natural disasters are very likely at this time. When you are alone, feel your emotions authentically during this time. If you feel the need to cry, it's important to cry. Suppressed tears will molt into anger if not cried out. This is also a time when power imbalances between you and others in your life, family members, partners, friends, coworkers, bosses, etc., may very well show up. If you feel you're being treated unfairly by another, you will feel the desire to be honest about that during this time. But with Mercury stationing and going retrograde and the Pluto square, difficult conversations could easily devolve into arguments at this time. It's advisable to approach these difficult conversations carefully. The Pluto square will also bring our attention to all the ways that we feel disempowered in our life. All the ways that we feel like a victim. Here's a valuable exercise to coincide with these potent energies. Write a list of all the ways in which any parts of you feels disempowered or feels like a victim. So again, make a list of all the ways in which any parts of you feel disempowered or feel like a victim. Then, and what you can do is write the disempowered parts on the left side of a piece of paper and then on the right side, Write positive affirmations that would be the antidote to each of these statements of victimhood and disempowerment. And if you'd really like to do this exercise, repeat these affirmations in the mirror, ideally twice daily throughout eclipse season. And maybe you feel called to do that right now, and you might want to pause this podcast.
And also, eclipse energies carry on for approximately six months following the eclipse itself. So after 48 hours following this eclipse, make sure you make a list of goals for the next six months. This powerful Aries eclipse also coincides with Mercury stationing retrograde. And let's discuss this further. Mercury retrograde in Taurus begins. Mercury, the planet of communication, stations retrograde on this new moon solar eclipse. As it is most exalted, amplified in its station phase, Mercury carries a lot of weight in this new moon eclipse chart, emphasizing the importance of communication over the next 28 days and really the next six months. Mercury actually goes retrograde the day after the eclipse. It remains in retrograde phase through May 14th when it will station direct. This entire Mercury retrograde occurs within the sign of Taurus. Mercury in Taurus is grounded, practical, and patient. We bring our focus to environmental con uh, conservation and financial and economic matters. During this Mercury retrograde phase, it's a great time to go back and resolve unsettled financial issues that are lingering. Mercury conjunct Uranus, conjuncts Uranus and sextiles Mars and Cancer, people will be feeling a call to create freedom in their lives, especially financial freedom. If you're someone that has been struggling financially or wishing you could get out of the 9 to 5 grind, see what types of inspirations come to you during this time, but use your discernment so as to avoid getting scammed or throwing your precious resources into a pool of false hope. If you are someone that is an aspiring spiritual entre entrepreneur, if you'd like to do kind of what I do in this new age industry, I have a wonderful and very affordable class on this called How to Be a Successful Spiritual Entrepreneur. And what you can do is go to my website. It's youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. And you can go to the events, courses, and webinars page, and it's right at the top. Just click on where it says February 4th, How to Become a Successful Spiritual Entrepreneur, and you can order it there. During a Mercury retrograde period, it is a time to work on refining our communication. Remember, emotions, intentions, and subtleties are easily lost in text and written communication. With this Mercury retrograde being in Taurus, it's especially a time to practice patience in communication and being a good listener. In my opinion, the most important part of being a great speaker is being a great listener. If you're truly listening to the words of your audience, whether it's one person or many, the words that you come up with will be much more powerful that if you're coming up with the words on the fly rather than if you're going with a pre-planned script in your head. During this Mercury retrograde time, it's important to give others the benefit of the doubt when it comes to communication. As Taurus is a fixed sign, communication could come off as stubborn during this time, but people may just be being practical and straightforward. Try to soften your words when appropriate to avoid conflict at this time. Mercury retrograde is a great time to reconnect with people from your past. We often feel like we are going back into the past with other people, like we're rewinding the clock when we are in a Mercury retrograde phase. But oftentimes when the post-retrograde shadow phase ends, meaning about 7 to 10 days after the station direct, which for the, in this case is May 14th, so... That'd be like May 24th-ish, really. 
then we might feel like we're back to being focused on the future and the people from our past largely fade away until the next Mercury retrograde period comes around. As we approach the upcoming South Node Scorpio eclipse in two weeks, it will be a powerful time to resolve lingering issues from the past in our relationships with others. By the way, if you were born under Mercury retrograde, it's not going to affect you as strongly. And in fact, oddly enough, you might even feel more at home during this time. Here's some general advice for navigating a Mercury retrograde period. Make sure that all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed, so to speak, when signing any contracts. Consider Murphy's Law during Mercury retrograde. What can go wrong will go wrong. Consider holding off on signing contracts until June if it's something that isn't time, time sensitive. Be extra clear in your communication with others. Give others more leeway than usual. Inquire to clarify what someone means by something if you're unsure, especially if it's communication via text or email. Avoid purchasing big ticket items like a new car until June if possible. Back up all your computer files and your smartphone. This is a time when electronics go awry. Uh, SpaceX, for example, uh, just uh, the other day was trying to launch uh, this new rocket. And something like nine minutes before it was supposed to launch, they had to abort the countdown because of a, an electronic issue. So electronic issues, you should expect them during this time. Not be surprised by them. Triple check travel plans and appointment times. Verify times with others. I always get the most reschedulings and missed appointments during Mercury retrogrades, bar none. Release expectations of others, especially when it comes to people responding in a timely fashion. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Expectations of others may go unfulfilled. As always, use Mercury retrograde as a time to refine your communication rather than to be afraid of miscommunications or electronics breaking down, or travel plans getting interrupted. Sun enters Taurus, connecting with nature. Just hours after this unique eclipse, the sun enters Taurus, initiating the second third of spring in the northern hemisphere. Taurus is a fixed earth sign. Earth signs fall in the middle of a season and are immovable, reliable, and stubborn. Earth signs rule over nature, material things, and money. Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, which is concerned with romance, aesthetics, and all things material. Taurus is the ruler of the second house in astrology, the house of possessions. This house is concerned with money and all things material. The glyph of Taurus is the bull, and the bull is stubborn, but the bull is also reliable. Taurus is the ruler of the physical world, while its polar opposite, Scorpio, is the ruler of the spiritual world. We have an exalted Pluto in this new moon eclipse chart, as Pluto is in the first degree of Aquarius and is slowing down as it enters, as it enters its station phase. It also squares the sun and moon on this eclipse. Scorpio, Pluto's ruler, rules over the spiritual and occult, the paranormal, investigations, all things that have to do with sex, power, and abuse and trauma. These themes are very much activated in the collective right now, and you may even feel them personally, though outer planet movements tend to affect the outside world more. But it does have a big influence because it's squaring the sun and moon. The second and final eclipse of this eclipse season will actually be a, pen a penumbral lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which will be super powerful.
Taurus season is a wonderful time when those of us living in four seasons climates in the Northern Hemisphere can truly enjoy the pleasures of spring. Oh, it was so nice. I just came home from a trip and on the trip saw so many amazing flowers, but just coming home to my garden and waiting for me in my garden is all these beautiful flowers already. During Taurus season, we are inclined to connect in every way to the physical world. This is a great time to get out in nature, to travel, to experience different foods, to go for a massage or any type of body work, to meditate, and to really take care of the physical body in every way possible. The reason nature is called nature in the English English language is because it is your nature. Get it? Nature is your nature. So when you connect with nature, you reconnect with yourself. Even if you don't live near the woods or near the beach, it's okay. Maybe you live in an in a urban jungle like New York or London or Tokyo. There's always still parks to be found. There's trees everywhere, and you can create your own indoor jungle. I find it so cool when people are like living in an apartment in Brooklyn, but yet have this wonderful indoor jungle. A wonderful meditation that you can do when you visit the woods or the beach is imagine opening your heart fully to nature. Imagine the energy of nature in its naked state, filling your heart with your own innate essence, really refilling your heart. Just as your iPhone needs to be charged every few hours, your soul needs to be recharged often by plugging into nature. Another fantastic meditation you can do is to go on a walk in nature or even around your neighborhood or city and turn your phone off or, or, or to airplane mode. Set your intention to be very aware of what is going on around you. Tune into the sounds of the birds chirping. Notice the shapes of the clouds. Take note of the small animals you see. Tune into the smells. Try to notice everything. This is a powerful meditation that serves to pull you out of your inner landscape, which can sometimes be loud and repetitive, and plug you totally into reality. The present moment is the entrance to true, actual reality. The present moment is the entrance to true, actual reality. The rest is just mental noise. Nourishing and honoring the needs of the physical body helps your nervous system to relax, which allows you to better stay grounded and present in this reality. Let's discuss further. Honoring your body's needs. Mars, the ruler of Aries, is all about the physical as Mars rules over strength and vitality. With the intense Aries energies that will linger into Taurus season, as I said, let's discuss honoring the needs of the physical body. The weather is getting really nice in the Northern Hemisphere. What an April it's been, actually, in the Northeast. It was in the 80s on much of the, the trip I was on. And with the weather getting super nice, it's time to get ample sunlight to make that a priority. Most, yes, most people in the Northern Hemisphere and the northern parts of, at least in the northern parts of the U.S., Canada, and Europe are deficient in vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency can be an underlying factor in a whole number of serious illnesses, including cancer. And interestingly enough, low vitamin D levels have been associated with worse COVID-19 outcomes. Sunlight is also crucial for mental health 
as pretty much all mental illnesses are associated with low serotonin levels. I know some are, you know, different other transmitters, neurotransmitters are involved, but across the board, low serotonin is a problem when it comes to psychiatric illness. Sunlight naturally raises serotonin. Personally, I recommend that everyone gets 10 to minute to 20 minutes of direct sunlight exposure without wearing any sunscreen or sunglasses at least five times a week if you can, exposing as much of your skin as possible. And of course, this may need to be done in the morning or the evening if you're living in a hot area or near the equator where the sun's rays burn the skin more easily. The sunlight also cleanses, heals, and activates your chakras, cleanses your aura, and decalcifies your pineal gland. We need sunlight as much as plants do to grow and thrive. Now is the time to recommit to honoring the needs of your physical body. Common issue that I find with some light workers is that one can become overoriented towards the spiritual while ignoring the cause of the physical. This is a time to pay attention to the physical. Someone may come to believe that they can solve any and all issues in their life through more meditation or affirmations. Meanwhile, the body is crying out for physical support as well. We need to be mindful that we are paying enough attention to the physical vessel and the grounded aspects of life and that our adventures in the astral worlds, astral travel, daydreaming, channeling, listening to channelings, etc. are helpful in the context of our overall well-being and not leading us astray or distracting us too much. As a conscious driver of the vehicle that is your consciousness, if you want to maximize the potential to experience the most instantaneous and miraculous healings possible, you need to give your body the absolute best resources possible. Diet, for example, cannot be ignored. Have you ever heard the saying, you are what you eat? And if that were true, wouldn't you want to eat the most nutrient-dense organic produce? If you do consume animal products, wouldn't you want those animals to have lived a natural life as much as possible where they can see the sun daily? And wouldn't you want to bless the animal and thank them for their lives and their nutrition before you ingested their muscle tissue, organs, eggs, or breast milk? Our bodies are approximately 60% water. Are you staying hydrated enough? Are you drinking good, high-quality, clean water? Personally, I recommend drinking hydrogen and alkaline water. One of the three simultaneous ascension processes that all of us on this path are undergoing is the physical ascension. Each and every organ really eventually must be totally reborn and rebooted energetically. Each and every cell must eventually be created anew. The physical purification process is an inevitable part of the ascension journey. As you consciously commit to assist in your inevitable physical purification process, you are sending the signal to your soul that you are ready to truly inhabit the fifth dimensional crystalline light body that is awaiting you. And yes, if you're struggling with any sort of chronic illness, chronic long-term illness, which I, I totally get that experience, and if you're if you just want more energy or if you just want to lose weight, it's definitely absolutely necessary to utilize your consciousness to make real shifts in your physiology. Visualize yourself being totally healed, feeling light and energized daily. Speak to your organs and cells and tell them how much you love and appreciate them. Intend to experience physical mir miracles. 
can you feel the practicality of this integrated approach to healing? We want to address the physical and we want to use our consciousness to heal ourselves in a non-physical way. Love, honor, and appreciate and nourish your physical body. It is your temple. Take a moment now if you'd like to participate and make a list of all the ways in which your body needs assistance right now and brainstorm some ideas on how you can give your body that much needed assistance. And feel free to go ahead and pause the podcast right now if you'd like to do that. Examining your relationship with money and material things. Taurus, ruled by Venus, governs money, finances, and all things material. Now is a good time to contemplate your relationship with money and temporal things. Taurus is associated with the earthly and the material, including money, clothing, beauty, music, and sports. Money can be a taboo topic in the spiritual community, but it really doesn't need to be. Some people still are hanging on to this idea that in order to be enlightened, one must let go of all material possessions or at the very least be poor. And this is an outdated idea left over from the age of Pisces, which, you know, when this extremely dualistic economic system thrived. And under the supposition, of course, that we've just entered the age of Aquarius. In the age of Aquarius, it is all about equality, including economic quality. It is inevitable due to the astrological and astronomical influences on this planet that the current economic system will undergo a great shift and the canyon of wealth between the rich minority and the poor majority will be transmuted into a system that supports everyone having more than enough. And much more on this later in this podcast. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is simply numbers on a computer screen, pieces of paper and pieces of metal. The evil part of the current economic system is the power structure behind it. The money itself is simply a tool to enforce and perpetuate that power structure, but it is not the root of the problem. Money is neutral. It is a tool for consciousnesses to interact with one another and inherently has neither positive nor negative charge. Money is unlimited, which is clearly proven by the fact that the Federal Reserve in the United States and all central banks print exorbitant amount of paper bills at will, which are backed by nothing. And yes, I know this causes inflation when too much is printed, but you can still use the piece of paper in your wallet and the numbers in your bank account to buy stuff right now, right? Money is inherently unlimited because abundance is inherently unlimited. What is your relationship with money right now? Take a moment to think or even journal on it if you'd like. Do you have enough to support yourself and your family in spite of everything that is going on in the world right now? It's crucial to examine your beliefs around money, especially if it's been a struggle for you. There's a whole spectrum on which people can fall into different categories based on their nature, based on the nature of their dysfunctional relationships with money. Some people are stuck in poverty consciousness and believe that money is evil, and because of the system, they will never have enough to thrive. On the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are in reality very wealthy, and yet they are everlastingly on an obsessive hairy chase to acquire more money based on a subconscious or even conscious fear that they still don't have enough yet to feel safe. And in between these two extremes, we find a middle road of a healthy relationship with money. On this middle road, money is neither a source of stress nor greed. 
as a light worker, your service work may be tied into your financial health. As you step more fully and committedly into your service work, whether that is tied in with your career or not, you will energetically align yourself with the vibration of abundance. The essence of service work is giving back. You are giving back to yourself, to your family, to others, and to the world. Giving back puts you into the vibration of abundance because when you're giving back, you are affirming that you have enough to allow yourself to give back, whether it be your time, money, effort, or all three. So as you activate your service work, you will naturally activate your maximum abundance and you get to choose what your maximum abundance looks like. It's a good time right now to harness the energies of this new moon and solar eclipse and come up with a clear picture of what you'd like your maximum abundance to look like. Here are some questions you can ask yourself and journal on. How much money would I ultimately like to earn or a better word really is create per year? Come up with a number. What kind of home would I ultimately like to live in? What kind of environment would I ultimately like to live in? What kind of circle of friends would I ultimately like to have? What kind of relationship with a partner would I ultimately like to have? What would my schedule look like in my ideal life? What other possessions or luxuries would I ultimately like to have? What kind of health and vitality would I ultimately like to have? There are no right or wrong answers here at all. One person might desire to earn $5 million a year, own several mansions around the world, have a large group of wealthy and active friends, and work six days a week, 12 hours a day, just making this up. While another may prefer to earn fifteen grand a year, live in a tiny home off-grid, grow his or her own food, have abundant free time, and few friends and few possessions to each their own. The truth is, is that neither lifestyle is more or less spiritual than the other. There are no absolutes in this game. You can ascend as a solitary monk with few possessions or as a wealthy business person. It is a matter of personal choice and which type of lifestyle would be more aligned with your life plan. The soul situates your life circumstances based on what it knows would be the ideal set of conditions that will be most likely to give you the greatest opportunity to negotiate the lessons you need to move through in this lifetime in order to balance your energy field and move into the next stage of your evolution. And if you're interested in knowing more about your life plan, make sure you sign up as a VIP member of my signature group mentorship program called Ascending is One. And that VIP membership, and it's super affordable, especially when you compare it to what other people are offering out there on the internet. This is really affordable. It includes a 20-minute one-on-one private reading with me. You can ask me anything in that reading, and I will access your life plan, access your template, and tell you what I can see. And if you're interested in the Ascending as One program, I'm going to talk a lot more about it in just a minute. Or if you're anxious to find out, go to my website. It's youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. Click on the events, courses, and webinars page. Also, the link is in the description box, in the the pinned comment, excuse me, here on YouTube if you're watching on the Higher Self channel. 
So if growing up in poverty is going to give you the best opportunity to move through your specific lessons, then that's exactly what will happen. And if growing up wealthy will give you the best opportunity to move through your specific lessons, then that will be what will happen. Neither situation is more or less spiritual than the other. And regardless of how you were raised, once you access the teachings of the law of attraction, for example, you're able to shift into wealth if you so desire. You do have free will. Once you're here and in a body, you get to choose the life you want to live. Perhaps you intuitively feel like a life of excess riches would be a distraction from the lessons you came here to work on. Or likewise, perhaps you feel deep down that building a life of financial wealth will help you to accomplish what you came here to accomplish. Every person is different and there are absolutely no rights or wrongs here. And anyone that tells you that a rich life is less spiritual than a poor life is missing the point of life. Perhaps hearing these words feels freeing to you. I sure hope so. You have the free will to choose what your maximum abundance looks like and feels like and what the experience of it would be. And here are some beliefs, I think, that are supportive when it comes to having a healthy relationship with money. And feel free to try these out as affirmations if you'd like. Money is not evil. It's just a mechanism we use to interact with one another. Money is not evil. It's just a mechanism we use to interact with one another. Money is unlimited. I deserve to have enough money in order to thrive. I do not apologize or feel guilty for having enough to thrive because money is unlimited. I can choose to give as much or as little away to others who are in need of more money. I get to decide how much money is enough for me. Money will never make me feel truly safe. I get to decide whether I am truly safe or not. Again, money will never make me feel truly safe. I get to decide whether I'm truly safe or not. I hereby activate my 100% maximum abundance for this lifetime. I deserve this. I am financially free. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Wishing you a happy, blessed, abundant, lucky new moon and solar eclipse in Aries. And also a happy Taurus season. With love, this is Matthew John. Before you go, please do me a big favor. Let me know in the comment section below whether you enjoyed this podcast. Let me know if you're a new listener. I know new listeners come about all the time finding uh, this on the Higher Self channel on YouTube. So let me know if you're a new listener or if you just want to support me. Let me know if you're a long-time listener and let me know that you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you hit that like button too. There's always thousands and thousands of views on these uh, videos that are posted on higher self but there's always not always uh, as much likes as i'd like to see hit that like button please uh, it really helps youtube to show this to more people so more people can learn the magic of astrology and understand what's going on in in the stars and how it affects them and i really think it's such a valuable tool so please hit that like button and please of course subscribe if you haven't yet i also have a youtube channel that is outside of the Higher Self channel. It's Matthew John Spiritual Teacher on YouTube. You can just type it into the search bar. Or if you're listening to this on the Higher Self channel, even easier, just go to the pinned comment below that has all of my links 
and there you can uh, find my YouTube channel as long as as well as my website and everything else. Speaking of my website, it's youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. On my website, you can find an entire library of totally free resources, free astrology articles, articles on other things, free videos, free full-length podcasts and shows that I've done with others, and so much more for free. You can also find all of my paid programs there, including Ascending as One, which is my signature group mentorship program. That's what I'm super excited about right now. I'm still enrolling people for April in Ascending as One. It's super easy to get caught up on the first call, which was healing your third eye chakra. That was great. We really blasted open people's third eyes and really helped people to clear out blocks and fears around being clairvoyant, around making good decisions, around seeing themselves accurately, their body image. So if you want to heal your third eye chakra, make sure you join in sending as one for this month. You'll get an instant download of that recording. It's a three and a quarter hour recording. And you can even skip over the astrology part, which is uh, the first hour and a half if you'd like. Coming up this Sunday, April 23rd, is Connecting with Atlantis. So if, and let me know in the comment section below, if you feel like you might be an Atlantean, if you feel like you may have had other lifetimes in Atlantis, if so, you're going to want to be on this call because we're going to connect with our Atlantean lives. I'm going to share my experience, you know, what I've seen in the astral realm of what uh, Atlantis was like. I'm going to share what Edgar Casey, the famous medium, wrote about Atlantis, and we're going to do some healing around some wounds that can come about from Atlantis. Then we have two exciting Ascending as One calls on the last weekend of April. On the Saturday, the 29th, we have a VIP-only call. So again, as I said, make sure you join VIP. It's how to perform soul retrievals and my Syrian channeling segment. So my Syrian channeling segment, I am a trans channel, but the only place that I do trans channel publicly is on these Ascending as One VIP calls. And I'm channeling a group of five Syrian extraterrestrial beings. I'm a Syrian starseed, and they connect very well with me. And they have very interesting things to say. Oftentimes, they're talking about what's going on in the world. They're making predictions. And oftentimes, they're answering questions from people in the group. So if you want to ask questions to the Syrians, maybe if you're a Syrian starseed yourself, or maybe you just feel super connected with the Syrians, make sure you join my Ascending as One VIP membership so you can get access to that. And make sure, if you can, you join the live call so you can be right there when the Syrians are coming through me. And also on that call, as I said, how to perform soul retrieval. So if you are any sort of spiritual practitioner and you want to add soul retrievals to your repertoire, or if you're not, and you know if you're just a layman and you want to just learn how to do soul retrievals on yourself or others, you make, make sure you join that VIP call on the 29th. And on April 30th, this is going to be super powerful. Great way to end the month in Ascending is One. Clearing out ancestral issues. So we're really going to dive deep into our cells and our energy field and, and help to clear out ancestral issues. Help clear out the stuff, the gunk, the baggage that gets passed down through generations. And also we're going to understand why as a soul we volunteer to take this stuff on for our family lineage. So that's April. You can join as a Tier 2 member, which gets you access to the recording healing your third eye chakra, connecting with Atlantis and clearing out ancestral issues. It also gets you a bonus webinar, one of my recorded webinars, and it also gets you all sorts of other perks, discounts on full-length sessions, etc. 
Each ascending is one call or is three hours or longer. It includes a, a really in-depth astrology segment to start out where I go over the planetary configurations for each day. Much more in-depth, excuse me, much more in-depth than I uh, do on these calls here, uh, these podcasts here. But uh, yeah, every I'm going over every single day the exact configurations and uh, what they mean and really how to navigate each day of the coming week. Then after the astrology segment, we do the teaching the uh, topic for the week, as I already went over, the, the upcoming topics. Then we, uh, after that, we do a group healing, a group meditation. I make sure each call includes some healing with it. And then we do powerful EFT tapping. I'm an EFT practitioner, emotional freedom technique, and people are loving the EFT tapping segments. So we go ahead and we tap, 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 tap to clear stuff out and to call stuff in. And it's super powerful. Then with whatever time we have left, we do live readings. So if you want to have a reading with me, you can just join the setting as one tier two. Raise your hand and hopefully I'll call on you. If you want to guarantee that you get a reading with me, what you want to do is join Ascending as one VIP. That starts at $144 a month. And that includes the bonus VIP only group call. Plus it includes a 20 minute private reading with me. So if you want a private reading with me, this is actually the only way right now you can get a private reading with me is through Ascending as One. I have people emailing me all the time, asking me for readings. This is the only way that I'm offering right now. There's several reasons for it. We'll have a lot of travel uh, and a lot of other projects going on this summer. And I'm taking some time off from doing the full-length private sessions. Those will resume in September. And I already have the first half of September pretty much closed out. People have been booking really since February for September. Um, so make sure if you do want to do a full-length session with me, soul plan reading, past life regression, future self-progression, medical intuitive reading, uh, angel energy healing, any uh, spiritual mentoring, any of my full-length sessions, and you can read all the descriptions on my website about those, then you can book for September. Uh, I'll, I'll be offering those full-length sessions for sep September, October, and a little bit in November only. And then it'll, they'll be closed off again until a, t a date to be determined in 2024. Uh, ongoing, I'm going to only be having certain windows throughout the year where I do those full-length private sessions. But throughout the entire year, you can always join Ascending as one. Get a 20-minute private reading with me through VIP. And you can ask me anything you want on those 20-minute calls. So my suggestion, join Ascending as One VIP. And then if you want to go further, you can certainly schedule a full-length session for September or October. I have longer-term packages for Ascending as One. If you want to join for multiple months and save, you can join for 3, 6, or 12 months. And May is going to be great. We have Healing Your Crown Chakra, Learning to Use the Seven Rays, Internal Meditation, and Exploring the Akashic Records and the Syrian Channeling. That is the VIP-only call. June, we have Understanding, Seeing, and Healing Your Aura, Understanding Your Starseed Origins, and Intro to Mediumship, and Summer Solstice Group Activation and Syrian Channeling. July, we have Healing Your Feminine Mother Wounds, Dream Interpretation, Crystals 101, Gridlines and astrocartography and Syrian channeling. So you can, as you can see, uh, Ascending as One is awesome, and the topics coming up are so interesting. 
So make sure you join for multiple months. Uh, really, uh, just save yourself some money up front. Because most people, to be honest, they that have jumped in for one month on Ascending is one, they end up renewing for more months because they love the program. So you do yourself a favor and just buy a three-month or a six-month uh, package. If you are in Canada, Australia, or New Zealand, you do save on Ascending is one. Uh, email me or find a way on my website to contact me uh, if you want to know the discounts for Australia, Canada, or New Zealand. Anywhere else, though, it is uh, the prices that are listed on my website on my website on the events and courses and webinars page. And there's a form there to fill out to sign up. Super easy. Fill out that form, and I'll get you all set up. If you have any questions about Ascending as One, if you have any questions about anything else I offer, I have a tarot course going on right now that you can join. And I have an in-person retreat coming up in August, August 3rd through 6th at Light on the Hill in southern New York. That is one of the premier retreat facilities, really, in the entire Northeast, United States or Canada. And we're going to be doing a four-day intensive, awesome, very extraterrestrial-oriented retreat. If you are interested in seeing me in person, you want to meet me in person, uh, you want to get a private reading from me in person, and if you want to connect with your extraterrestrial, your starseed self, you're going to want to come to the retreat in New York in August. Uh, the information on that is found on my YouTube channel. Go to the pinned comment below or type into the YouTube search bar, Matthew John Spiritual Teacher, and just go back until you see the video regarding the retreat. If you want to sign up for the retreat, email me. It's youareadivinehuman at gmail.com. That's youareadivinehuman at gmail.com. Any questions at all, I'm super easy to get in touch with. Again, email youareadivinehuman at gmail.com. If you go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org on your desktop or laptop, just look for a pop-up in the bottom right corner of the screen. It has my face. It says, have questions, ask Matthew. Click on that, type in your question, type in your correct email address. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you don't see that, you can go ahead and go to the More tab, click on Contact Me, fill out that form. If you're accessing my website on your mobile device, just click the mail icon and send me an email that way. If you're on Instagram, send me a DM, at Matthew John Healer. That's at Matthew John Healer. Or just type your question in the comment box below, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Either way, I am super easy to get in touch with. I'm probably the easiest person in this whole new age community to get in touch with. I respond very quickly to inquiries. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Um, anything else, just uh, email me. If you think I can answer any question about anything, really, uh, just email me, and, and yeah, I'll see if I can answer. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I look forward to speaking to everyone in two weeks on the upcoming new uh, full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. I'm super excited for that as a Scorpio myself. That'll be a lot of fun. So I look forward to that, and I hope to see you back here, whether you're on the Higher Self channel or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast platform you use. Please look out for that upcoming full moon slash eclipse in Scorpio podcast coming up in two weeks. Until then, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, to be kind to animals, and to be kind to the earth. With love, this is Matthew John.